The Lord be with you. And also with you. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hear from the Gospel according to St. Luke how our Lord Jesus entered Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would shout out, Amen. Beloved, we process together, stand together, sing together, and pray together, entering with the palms and approaching the Passion, Holy Week 2019. Ours is a communal act, a moment in memory and hope, all joining to process, those listening from afar by imagination, those gathered in the pews by approximation, all moving forward together in anticipation. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of Christ, amen.
May we pray. Almighty God, on this day your Son, Jesus Christ, entered the holy city of Jerusalem and was proclaimed king by those who spread their garments and palm branches along the way. Let those branches be for us signs of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our Lord and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, we process together, stand together, sing together, and pray together, entering with the palms and approaching the Passion, Holy Week 2019. To begin, as we begin, we admit our estrangement, our strange alienation that accompanies us day by day. There's always an and yet. There is, as Gardner Taylor said so often, a gone wrongness in life, something rattling, something loose in the universe. This is sin, in the main our collective sin, our collective estrangement, our collective shared strange alienation from the divine. But sin is also and utterly personal too. So today we join together in the Palm Sunday meditation on personal sin. Sin is utterly personal, this we understand. The covenantal commands of the Decalogue have personal consequence. For we confess a personal dimension to the apocalyptic sway of sin. The angels in heaven and perhaps a few others may need no repentance. As grace touches ground in Jesus Christ, sin touches sand in personal confessions. Lost, it is our nature east of Eden. We get lost in sex without love, lust. Lost in consumption without nourishment, gluttony. We get lost in accumulation without investment, avarice. Get lost in rest without weariness, in happiness without struggle, sloth. We get lost in righteousness without restraint, anger. We get lost in desire without ration or respect, and And most regularly, we get lost in integrity without humility, pride.
Ours is a communal act, a moment in memory and hope, all joining to process those listening from afar by imagination, those gathered in the pews by approximation, all moving together forward in anticipation. We enter singing, we conclude singing, and soon we will depart carrying our palms home, home for another year. As they did in Jerusalem so long ago, we have caught a glimpse, had a foretaste, known a hint of divine presence, or we would not in the main be here today. But we are here today. You are here today. You are here to nourish belief and trust, each in her own manner, each one in his own way. So claiming the promise and joy and love and grace and eternal prospect of Holy Week, we join together in the meditation on the palms. If we believe that life has meaning and purpose, and we do, if we believe that the giver of life loves us, and we do, if we believe that divine love lasts, and we do, if we believe that justice, mercy, and humility endure, and we do, if we believe that God so loved the world to give God's only Son, and we do, if we believe that Jesus is the transcript in time of God and eternity, and we do. If we believe that all God's children are precious in God's sight, and we do. If we believe grace and forgiveness are at the heart of the universe, and we do. If we believe that God has loved us personally, and we do. If we believe in God, and we do. Then we shall trust God over the valley of the shadow of death, and we shall. Then we shall trust that love is stronger than death, and we shall. Then we shall trust the mysterious promise of resurrection, and we shall. Then we shall trust the faith of Christ, relying on faith alone, and we shall. Then we shall trust the enduring worth of personality, and we shall. And we shall trust that just deeds and merciful words are never in vain. And we shall. And we shall trust the giver of life to give eternal life. And we shall. And we shall trust the source of love to love eternally. And we shall. And we shall trust that we rest protected in God's embrace. And we shall. Then we shall trust in God. And we shall. Amen. Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 31 with the Antiphon. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. 
My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my misery and my bones waste away. I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror all around, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me through your steadfast love. And now, beloved, rise up in body, in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria Deo and the singing of our hymn.
Please be seated. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 22, verse 14, through chapter 23, verse 56. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and gave thanks. Take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I among, I among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail. And you, once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, the cock will not curl this day until you have denied three times that you know me. When I sent you out without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? No. No. Not a thing. But now, the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, the scripture must be fulfilled in me. 
and he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. Lord, Lord look, here, here are two, two swords. swords. It is enough. He came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. While he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. Judas, is it with the kiss that you are portraying the Son of Man? Those who were around him saw what was coming. Lord, Lord should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. No more of this. Jesus touched his ear and healed him. He turned to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police, and the elders who had come for him. Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour in the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him. This man also was with him. Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else saw him. You also are one of them. Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting. Surely this man also is with them, for he is a Galilean. Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. 
The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him. Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought him to their council. If you are the Messiah, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Are you then the Son of God? You say that I am. What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. We We found found this man perverting our nation forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. I find no basis for an accusation against this man. He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. 
And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people. You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death, and I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud voices that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. Daughters of Jerusalem, do not wait for me, but wait for yourselves and for your children, for the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For they do this when the wood is green. What will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, 
were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him. He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him. Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him. Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus cried with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last.
When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested, according to the commandment. In our grieving, God is with us. In our remembering, God is with us. In our accepting, God is with us. In our affirming, God is with us. In our suffering, God is with us. In our misunderstanding, God is with us. In our living, God is with us. In our dying, God is with us. Beloved, upon this one day we process together, stand, sing, pray, and gather together, entering with the palms and approaching the Passion, Holy Week 2019. Yours is a communal act a moment of shared memory and hope, all joining to process those listening from afar by imagination, those gathered in the pews by approximation, all moving forward together in anticipation. We do so by the strength of the faith, the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, who cried out upon the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In the faith of Jesus Christ, who prayed upon the cross in the last for us, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the faith of Jesus Christ, who upon the cross closed his own casket and declared, it is finished. May we receive the gift of his faith, his faithfulness, that faith, to carry us in the shouting hour of a cry from the heart, to carry us in the penitent hour of a prayer for forgiveness, to carry us in and through the finishing hour in cry and prayer and end, to have faith, the courage to withstand what we cannot ever fully 
understand. For so we meditate together on the passion. To the question of evil, let us live our answer by choosing the cruciform path of faith. Let us carry ourselves in belief. Let us affirm the faith of Christ, which empowers to withstand what we cannot understand. Let us remember that it is not the passion of Christ that defines the person of Christ, but the person that defines the passion. Let us remember that it is not the cross that carries the love, but the love that carries the cross. Let us remember that it is not crucifixion that promises salvation, but salvation that promises even tragedy of crucifixion. Let us remember that it is not the long sentence of Holy Week with all its phrases, dependent clauses, and semicolons that completes the gospel, but it is the punctuation to come in seven days, the last mark of the week to come in 168 hours, whether it be the exclamation point of Peter, the full stop period of Paul, or the question mark of Mary. Easter defines Holy Week and not the other way around. The resurrection follows but does not replace the cross. The cross proceeds but does not overshadow the resurrection. It is life that has the last word, and so we may pray in the strong hope of being heard, deliver us from evil. Good morning. We welcome you again to Marsh Chapel on this beautiful Palm Sunday. Thank you for joining us as a part of our community of worship today. Whether you are here in the sanctuary, listening on the radio, or live stream on the internet, or later via our podcast. For those of you joining us in the sanctuary, we invite you to fill out your name and contact information in the red pads at the end of each pew toward the center aisle. 
This will help us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. Our annual Patriots Day brunch will be held at Cornwall's restaurant in Kenmore Square at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Please RSVP to Heidi at the chapel office if you plan to attend. As we celebrate Holy Week, we have a few announcements associated with this. Our service for Easter Sunday will begin with the Easter sunrise service on the BU Beach at 7.30 a.m., followed by a children's Easter egg hunt and book giveaway. Our festive Easter services will be held at 9 and 11 a.m., and an additional Easter egg hunt will take place at noon. If you would like to sponsor an Easter lily, please fill out the form found in your bulletin and return it to the main office of the chapel by Monday, April 15th. Heidi also needs volunteers to donate food items and set um, your timer for our annual Easter morning pancake breakfast. Please see her in the main office or just outside the door to sign up for food donations and opportunities to volunteer. Those planning to join the chapel membership at our Easter vigil will meet with Dean Hill briefly in front of the sanctuary following the postlude this morning. A schedule of services and other events for Holy Week can be found on the last page of the bulletin and online at our chapel website, bu.edu slash chapel. Our hospitality director, Heidi, reminds our congregation to please complete the forms to update your contact information for our internal systems. This can be done by filling out the inserts in your bulletin or by going online to the chapel website. For all other news and upcoming events, please visit our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as the chapel website, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now, as the ushers wait upon us for the offering, may we remember it is a gift and discipline to be a giver.
thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Now bless these gifts and the givers we play for the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. Amen. words of benediction. Let your divinity shine on my intellect by giving it divine knowledge and on my will by imparting to it the divine love and on my memory with the divine possession of glory. Let us so act that by means of this loving activity we may attain to the vision of ourselves in your beauty and eternal life. Awaken and enlighten us, Lord, that we may know and love the blessings which you ever propose to us. Awaken and enlighten us, Lord, that we might understand that you have moved to bestow favors on us and have remembered us. 